Common Sense Recap of the Day's Biggest Stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show on the line for us right now. We have Mike Gonzalez. He is a writer for the Heritage Foundation. He also worked for the Bush administration. He's also an expert when it comes to foreign policy in general. Mike Gonzalez, we were talking amongst ourselves regarding immigration reform. Now, analysis, 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 yeah, analysis have speculated there will be an electoral bonanza for Democrats if the nation's estimated 11.1 million unauthorized immigrants, three quarters of whom are Hispanics, get the right to vote. The question is, do you think that with all the Hispanics now leaving the Republican Party is the reason why they're allowing the Democratic Party, leaving the Democratic Democratic Party, Party, joining the Republican Party? Are all these people coming across the border kind of a replacement for those Hispanics that are leaving the Democrat Party? You know, it's difficult to predict how uh, the current batch of illegal immigrants will vote if they get to stay and they get and they get citizenship. Neither one of those two things are clear, right? We don't forget that we still have millions of illegal uh, an illegal immigrant population that it has not been has not been naturalized. Uh, so 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 that is a, a big unknown. I haven't seen the breakdown in the countries. That's really important. I have never believed in a Hispanic vote. I don't understand what that is. I understand the Cuban vote in Miami Dade, and I understand the Puerto Rican vote in Orlando on the I four corridor. And I understand the Mexican vote in the Rio Grande Valley, which is very different from the Mexican vote in East L.A. So, so you know, I can talk about how they have gone. And what we have seen in the Rio Grande Valley, for example, has been an enormous shift towards uh, the Republicans and towards conservatism. And Cubans, who have always been conservative, the ones in Miami, not the ones in New Jersey, but the ones in Miami, uh, they voted for, Ronald, for, for, for Donald Trump in huge numbers. I hear 70 percent. Much more than they voted for Reagan, who was their idol. Uh, so, so yes, we have seen Democrats, uh, you know, alienate uh, Hispanics because of because of the the cultural Marxism of many uh, of many leftists. Things like calling them Latinx and stuff like that that has just alienated people, turned them off. Uh, and it's not just Hispanics, by the way. It's non-Hispanic whites. A lot of people, a lot of normal people. Looking at this, I look at a cat, somebody at a hearing saying that a man can can get pregnant and have an abortion, and they just say, "Well, this is just this is lost old mooring." I, I can't support progressives like this. So I, I think that you see a lot of this. That is what we're seeing a, a lot of uh, as to how this new batch. I don't know that a new Republican administration is going to let people who came in uh, in this manner stay here. I don't. I don't know. We. You, we have no idea. It's an imponderable. Um, Mike Gonzalez, you've you've written a lot about Black Lives Matter, the organization. Uh, there's now more, uh, you know, $200,000. What did they give? They gave to an organization that calls Cops Pigs. And then, of course, uh, Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders. She's been under fire for the millions of dollars in real estate, the $6 million property in Studio City. At what point? What about the giveaway to uh, her cronies? Right, her a million to her baby daddy, eight hundred thousand to her brother. It, the list goes on and on and on. At what point are corporations or Americans, or, or will they wake up to see that this is kind of a scam at this point? You know, I'm writing something about this right now. In two days, it will be the second anniversary of the uh, the killing, the death of George Floyd. Look, I, I, they have been scams. They have. I, I don't care if they're grifters. They have.
have changed the country completely, and not for the better. They continue to be very influential. Patrice Cullors and the others are committed Marxists, fanatical Marxists. If you look at the record, the people who trained them, people like Eric Mann and Harmony Goldberg, these are Marxist theoreticians who understand how you train people into organizing. First small, first you, you focus on the local, and then you scale up. And that is really what we saw with BLM uh, from, for, from, from 2014 on, but especially in 2020. We are a changed country. We, we today uh, see uh, racist trainings at our offices. We're being forced to do things by HR. Our, our kids are being accosted uh, with, with uh, teachings that, that really have no place in school. Uh, even the, the, the military, sports leagues, the church, every aspect of our life has been changed by BLM. That's the reason I wrote my book, by the way, because the media won't tell you about it, but I will. By the way, this is all in the public record. Mike, it's uh, Anthony Weiner, former member of Congress. It's great to have you on. You, you sound like you've, you've got some very interesting ideas. Tell me a little bit about what you think motivates companies like Nike and American Express and others to have advertisements on television that say Black Lives Matter. Do you make a distinction between people who make those statements, who feel those sentiments, and the organization Black Lives Matter. Because a lot of things we've heard that are scandalous are about the organization that collected money. But a lot of people have flags outside their house that say Black Lives Matter and T-shirts and Nike and companies like that. Those companies are smart. They have smart people within them. They obviously believe that this is a winning message. Do you make that distinction, or do you think that when, whenever we see Black Lives Matter, we should think of a Marxist organization? tell you the distinction that I make. I say Black Lives Matter. You know, Black Lives Matter to me, just as uh, just as they matter to you, Representative Wiener. You know, we. I, I don't have to say all lives matter. I affirm that Black Lives Matter because of the history and everything else. I, I think it's important to say. So the concept is unimpeachable. I think it's the organizations, uh, obviously, that, that were founded by these Marxists, uh, not just Marxists, but the fanatical Marxists, um, but the, even the movement the, the, Black, so the Black Lives Matter movement is predicated on changing society and the culture deeply. You know, when Alicia Garza says that, and this is a verbatim quote, Congressman, I want to work hard to change the organizing principle of society. She's not kidding. She's not kidding. When she talks about power, when she says power is about who gets to make decisions, who, who, who is in charge of the resources, she's being trained to think that way. She's being trained in Marxist-Leninism. Uh, I think that the, the, the people who reacted uh, in horror at those nine minutes, at that nine-minute video have had their, their righteous indignation manipulated. You know, I say Black Lives Matter, but I wouldn't put a sign on my lawn because I know this is, it, this is twisting and to support for a, a, a course of action that is going to change our lives. It, 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 aims to change, to, it aims to dismantle the American way of life in replacing with something else. And that something else is central planning. That something else is breadlines. That something else is, is a lack of freedom. So, so I think people's, people's real yearning for, for, uh, for social justice have been manipulated by these very canny people. Mike Gonzalez, thank you so much of the Heritage Foundation. If people want to follow you, where can they do that? Uh, they can buy my book at Amazon, uh, BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution. I have everything in there, but they can follow me on Twitter. They can just come to heritage.org. Um, I, I have a couple of important pieces coming out this week, uh, one on the Hill and another one, a paper, and I don't know what the other one's going to be, but 
but you know, I, I I'm very prolific. So thank you so much, <laughs> Mike Gonzalez. Again, thank you. Thanks, Mike. You can find him on Amazon and we're, anywhere books are sold. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we have the chairman of the uh, Columbus uh, Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the Italians are mad as heck, and they can't take it anymore. Is the fact that. Uh, they're going to end surveillance of all the Columbus uh, statues in New York City. Uh, let's take a break and we'll be right back. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.